Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Robin Hood Turns Butcher Part 3 and others said, He is some prodigal that has sold his land for silver and gold, and meaneth to spend all right merrily. Then the sheriff called Robin to him, not knowing him in his butcher's dress, and made him sit close to him on his right hand, for he loved a rich young prodigal, especially when he thought that he might lighten that prodigal's pockets into his own most worshipful purse. So he made much of Robin, and laughed and talked with him more than any of the others. At last the dinner was ready to be served, and the sheriff bade Robin say grace. So Robin stood up and said, Now heaven bless us all, and eke good meat and good sack within this house, and may all butchers be and remain as honest men as I am. At this all laughed, and the sheriff loudest of all, for he said to himself, Surely this is indeed some prodigal, and perchance I may empty his purse of some money that the fool throweth about so freely. Then he spake aloud to Robin, saying, Thou art a jolly young blade, and I love thee mightily. And he smote Robin upon the shoulder. Then Robin laughed loudly too. Yea, quoth he, I know thou dost love a jolly blade. For didst thou not have jolly Robin Hood at thy shooting match? And didst thou not gladly give him a bright golden arrow for his own? At this the sheriff looked grave, and all the guild of butchers too, so that none laughed but Robin, only some winked slyly at each other. Come, fill us some sack, cried Robin. Let us e'er be merry while we may, for man is but dust, and he hath but a span to live here till the worm getteth him. As our good gossip Swathold saith, so let life be merry while it lasts, say I. Nay, ne'er look down in the mouth, Sir Sheriff. Who knowest but that thou mayest catch Robin Hood yet, if thou drinkest less good sack and malmsley, and bringest down the fat about thy paunch and the dust from out thy brain? Be merry, man! <laughs> Then the sheriff laughed again, but not as though he liked the jest, while the butchers said to one another, Before heaven never have we seen such a mad rollicking blade. Mayhap, though, he will make the sheriff mad. How now, brothers, cried Robin, be merry. Nay, never count over your farthings, for by this and by that I will pay this shot myself, e'en though it cost two hundred pounds. So let no man draw up his lip, nor thrust his forefinger into his purse. For I swear that neither butcher nor sheriff shall pay one penny for this feast. Now thou art a right merry soul, quoth the sheriff, and I wot thou must have many a head of horned beasts, and many an acre of land that thou dost spend thy money so freely. Ay, that have I, quoth Robin, laughing loudly again. <laughs> Five hundred and more horned beasts have I, my brothers, and none of them have we been able to sell, else I might not have turned butcher. As for my land, 
I have never asked my steward how many acres I have. At this, the sheriff's eyes twinkled, and he chuckled to himself. Nay, good youth, quoth he, if thou canst not sell thy cattle, it may be I will find a man that will lift them from thy hands. Perhaps that man may be myself, for I love a merry youth and would help such a one along in the path of life. Now, how much dost thou want for thy horned cattle? Well, quoth Robin, they are worth at least mm, five hundred pounds. Nay, answered the sheriff slowly, as if he were thinking within himself. Well, do I love thee, and fain would I help thee along. But five hundred pounds in money is a good round sum. Besides, I have it not by me. Yet I will give thee three hundred pounds for them all, and that in good hard silver and gold. Now, thou old miser, quoth Robin, well thou knowest that so many horned cattle are worth seven hundred pounds and more, and even that is but small for them, and yet thou, with thy gray hairs and one foot in the grave, wouldst trade upon the folly of a wild youth? Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more. All at the end of the road